Oh, too bad that wasn't the way we started today. <laughs> I had to get it out of the way. All right. We got all the dirty. You don't want that on there. It's out. It's done. We are, we are rolling now, Lori. We are rolling now. And I knew when I invited you guys in here that this could end, this is probably going to end with at least uh, one of us crying. And, uh, it's not going to be me. <laughs> it's it's not. me for sure. Shit. When I suck... <laughs> I'm not going to let it be me. I'm not going to let it be me. I sent out a little teaser Twitter thing or Facebook thing, which said that we're this week we're getting the band back together. Because I think it's like I think we're like an old band, like we're like uh, people that live together. And I I wrote, "What band? What band? (laughs) Like band? What band? Because I'm like, no, that's not a band." It's us, right? We're not having a fucking band on, right? <laughs> Jesus, it's us. We yeah, have no but we're like musical a, talent. So then, really I, then I figured Peter Peter booked us, but he got some somebody better. He got some band in, and then we're. I was looking forward to this. We no, we're like the band. We're like the Beatles. I said we're like the Beatles, and you're Ringo. That's what I said, right? <laughs> Ringo. Yeah. I'm well, Ringo. like, and so I wanted to say, if there's four sure. of us here, I want to ask your opinion. If we're the Beatles, there's four of us. We're the four. Van Dyke children. Who's who? I would oh, play the Jesus. guitar. Hi. You don't like it because it's judging, eh? You don't like this game. I, I hate you, the judgment. Because you're sensitive about it? But I love judgment. It's like the most fun thing in the world. You always <laughs> ranked everything. I love ranking things. Everything. And I... I <laughs> it's my best pastime. I enjoy ranking well, things. Well, I'm going to... And for I'm me, gonna I like John to... Lennon. I'll be John I, Lennon. Of course you are. Yes. Why? Why do you vote for <laughs> John Lennon? I don't... I disagree. You're Paul McCartney. I'm not Paul McCartney. Who are you, Pete? Paul. Who are you? I'm okay, Paul. Who, if I'm okay, you say that Lisa's John. No, I voted myself as she, John. She already said. <laughs> well, you got it. The way this game has to work is that all four of us have to pick, like, or we have to pick who all four are. You can't that. just pick yourself. Oh, I'm Paul McCartney for sure. Paul thinks <laughs> I'll be he can George be Harrison, Ma- but why you don't? Uh, it's, Ringo's not an insult. You have to be the drummer. Oh, because of the nose? It's the nose. Well, no one can see your emotions with your hands. Eh? No. <laughs> well, maybe I didn't care to talk about it. But that's where I thought you were going. I'm not making, no, I'm not making fun of it. I just mean you're the drummer. You're the one that keeps us together. You're the drummer. You're the rhythm section of the Van Dyke family. Well, you know what? I do play a good uh, bongo drum. Ask Ryan about his bongo drum playing. <laughs> do you remember that time around the campfire? Well, anyways, and, let's. And the bongos came out? You weren't very good, buddy. <laughs> hey, Ringo, we're going to start the show. <laughs> Give me my shaker egg. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is where you need your bongo. That one never wow. happened before. That was that an was accidental awesome. one. Let's do that again. Hell, well. Thank God the crowd's okay. I thought someone was badly injured in that. The gunfight happened. It's like the BET, like the, the Source Awards here at the Dutch Hall this time. Welcome to Live from the Dutch Hall. It's, I'm Pete Van Dyke, your host. And uh, today's a holy Thursday. It's We're getting near the end of our Lenten season. So soon I can start swearing again. Thank goodness. Because I'm, I'm I, gonna sing that it's really, really oh. horny. 
Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, Something's <laughs> really horny. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what it was. It's bad oh, Thursday. So we can, oh, we can oh, look at that, eh? Technical lucky because he's really Holy horny. Thursday. It's bad Thursday. Bad Thursday, good, good Friday. Friday. Yeah. Today's the day where we feast as Catholics. Tomorrow is when we mourn. Saturday is when we reflect. And uh, Sunday is our, our day to rejoice. I'm really looking forward to rejoicing on Sunday. <laughs> I find we don't rejoice enough anymore, eh? Rejoicing what some. Is, how what? do you rejoice? Are you going to just swear, like just come out like a trucker that day? And oh, no, no. I'm rejoicing, uh, I'm rejoicing for, my, for the resurrection of my Savior, right? Isn't that why I'm rejoicing? So not about the fact that I can swear on my podcast again. And I still swear in, in real life. I just decided not to do it for an hour every Thursday. <laughs> well, yeah, because you don't pay for those other ones. Are you yeah, sure no. that's not how giving something up for Lent works? It's hard. You, you try doing a podcast without swearing, I can't do it. I haven't been able to get through a week, except for the ones with the kids, without doing it. I usually let one or two slide. But I find it adds more punch to the word as well. Like, if I only let the one F word go at the very end, I pay the church a buck, and it really meant something, you know? <laughs> or if I throw the F word out willy-nilly, it just ends up being, like, you know, wasted, you know? There's no real you know, value to the F word if you just use it too much, right? You got to like keep a little bit in your holster. But so that's what I did learn from the whole experience from Holy Thursday. But I will be glad next year. And my, my original plan was once Easter happened, we get uh, something like T-shirt Club 2 together so we could go and crack out a few a real dirty ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, we're going to be doing Fred Eaglesmith next week. So next awesome. Thursday, we'll have Fred coming in. And oh, uh, oh, well, thank you, crowd. The crowd that really likes awesome. that. Eh? That is, that is awesome. a it is a big deal. Real nice of, of him to come in to the Dutch Hall. And uh, I've been able to get to know a lot about Fred this week because I'm doing a lot of research on him. And, boy, we're going to have lots to talk about uh, next week. I can't wait. So uh, today we have in um, my brothers and sisters, so the, the, uh, my, all my siblings and, and myself. And so I'd like to introduce the panel that we've uh, put together. First, I have, uh, we'll start oldest to youngest. We have uh, my older sister, Lori Ball. Thank Thanks. you for coming in, Lori. Thanks for having me, Pete. Lori and Theodora. Uh, so Lori's the oldest, so she's the one that we all kind of uh, she uh, broke the ice. Looked looked to just figure out how to or see how she did it first because she had no one to to uh, teach her the ropes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. We can. Are we going to talk about that later? You want to? Yeah, we will. Sure. We can talk about how. Yeah. Yeah. I got yeah. some stories. Okay, good. <laughs> and next we got myself, you know who I am, and then my younger brother, Paul. Paul, uh, this is your third show, right? Thanks, yep. Thanks for coming in, Paul. Thanks for having me, Pete. And then we have my baby, oh. my baby sister, uh, Lisa Vandenbush. Lisa, thanks for coming in. Baby. I'm the baby. So I thought it would be a really fun show to be able to have my brothers and sisters come in because... Um, What's cool about having your brothers and sisters come in, and I found this out already, because uh, is they're going to be very honest with you, and because they have no reason not to be, and if and we have to love each other, because uh, we're brothers and sisters. So if we say something mean or whatever, and it, we hurt each other's feelings, it doesn't matter, because then the people have to forgive you, and so you still love each other, right? <laughs> <laughs> so that's why this show could be really bad. Oh my goodness, <laughs> I love you all. Yeah, we do. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, it started off bad before you start. <laughs> oh, this could be a shit The other show. thing that's really cool about having your brothers and sisters come in is the fact that we've all had the same sort of experiences in life. Like, we've, well, we've got a lot, large chunk of our life, which we had the same experience, but we all had different, ex um, different perspectives during that time. 
Like we would all, and plus we were different ages. Like when we lived together under a parent's house, we would uh, have to, you know, we were all at different formidable stages of our life, you know? So like when Paul's like six and I'm nine, like I'm doing things that he's just looking at me do. And then and when, it's, when he's nine, and, or in this case seven, you know, trying to do the stuff that I'm doing when I'm nine, he's looking at me thinking like, Oh, well, that's what Pete did, and I'll either have to, I'll either do what he did or do the complete opposite. In your case, it was probably more the complete opposite, right? Complete opposite. <laughs> you so did. Lori, ha- you must have had to look at what I was doing. Lori broke the ice. Like you guys had curfews and stuff, and like I, Lisa had it pretty good because I, Lori broke the ice. She got in trouble. She had to be home. She was five seconds late. She was in trouble. I came home three hours late. And three they, days, didn't you? Yeah, they didn't, they didn't even ask what time I got home. Like, nothing. Well, I and had it pretty late, good because you broke every rule that was And we shared a car, so. Which you blew up like <laughs> a zillion times and then I paid to get fixed. Here you go. Well, you always had a ride. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but one thing that we did have was we all got up and we worked on the farm. Like, we and we worked hard. And the one thing that I looked up to you guys always was I was weak because you guys could lift pipe over your heads and or like shake the sticks and well, I was always like oh it was so heavy. Well, <laughs> I think I think if you look at our lives um, with we all had the same experience, but look at what came out of it. We are all so different. Um, and maybe it's because of our birth order. Maybe it's because, you know, I did have to break the ice and you guys got to like sail down the path that I made. Well, some of it, and and some of it's just that we're, people are just different people. You know, like I look at the way we were raised, we're raised fairly similar. Like I know you're, as parents grow older and they've been through it a few times, they get kind of wore down a bit or they get kind of more lenient because it's not as scary as it was when your first one was leaving the nest, you know? Yeah. Like, did anybody get grounded? Because uh, I remember oh. the first time I got grounded, and I think it was because Mom and Papa watched the Cosby show. Seriously. <laughs> they had done, like, exactly everything they did they saw on the show, and they wanted to practice it and see what it was like. So, so I Papa was, was trying to live like a black man. I was riding my bike, and my front brakes locked, and my bike f- flipped over. Oh, you're 10-speed. And I, I, I flipped the whole thing over and I landed and I was like, it hurt. And I go in and I got grounded for falling off my bike (laughs) because I didn't take care of my bike. I'm not making this shit up. You used your How come when you tell the stories, it always seems like, like it was, it hurt you so bad. You're very sensitive. eh? She was pretty scraped up. You know what? No, but like emotionally hurt. Because I was, I remember being hurt by it, but I didn't think it, I didn't take care of my bike. No, it was an accident. It was an accident. But I got in trouble because I didn't take care of my bike. Yeah, but the the other side of that, now that you're a parent, eh, and you look look at it, and you're like, if you looked at the perspective of probably our parents, they had, like, it was the middle of a busy season, and and the and it was your new bike. Well, and I'm not. I mean, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. That I'm was not a damn bitching. nice bike you just wrecked, Lori. I'm hey. not bitching because they did it, but it was like <laughs> I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Right? No, I know, but 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 you must have done it with your kids too, where you've like not had the patience to really hear their side of the story of what happened. You're just like upset and moving on with the ten juggling That's, ten balls at the same time. I thought I think of it being a new new parent and not knowing 
Like it was like, okay, here's an opportunity where we can do it. Cause I was a good kid. Right. So it's not like they had, they had to, they really had to work hard. I think to find me do something bad. Just really. to, to give you something. Yeah. Well, that's true. Because, you, you know what? I was good. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, let's try this, right? We saw this on the Cosby show. Let's let's do it in real let's life and see Lori. how it works. Let's ground Lori. Do you think so? You think they wanted a good kid? They just wanted to punish you? They find a reason to punish you? Well, they they had to know they were going to have other ones, and they were going to have to they do it eventually. Oh, they were me. practicing on how they were going to get Paul. <laughs> yeah. They had to get some experience yeah. before Paul came, and then they became a seasoned pro at it. I really don't know. I mean, I think if... I had a few incidents in my childhood that I was uh that I'm not proud of that I wasn't didn't get I gave my parents a pretty hard time but very it wasn't that bad. I think if I had the the deal if someone gave me the deal saying you can raise Pete like I could get my me as my kid to raise I'd be fine with it. I'd be okay. I got a couple of them and they were pretty close. <laughs> they only pick up my bad qualities though it seems. It <laughs> none of my good ones. They pick up their mother's good ones. No, I got three bad ones. <laughs> Just like me. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, if anything, I was probably. I wish I was more appreciative of everything that they did. Yeah, yeah. Well, well yeah, we were lucky, back. you know. Like you think back, you know, it dep- It all depends how you look at your. Ch- you, you know, I would look. I hear a lot of times you you hear, see people on interview shows or, and you hear about them talk about their childhood and and you're like, um, they always seem like they're overcoming some great trauma or something like that, you know. And and I'm like, you know, I, if I really want to pick apart my childhood, you can find bad times and good times. You know, like everybody's got that. But if you really think about it in some perspective with what everyone else is going through, we had a pretty nice, you know. Like, oh, I thought it was great. great. <laughs> yeah, we had great. a great childhood. Right. We had you know? the best. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't get We had better. to work hard, but we we got taken. We got vacations. And you know what was the best? When we worked, and- worked hard all day in the field, and then we would go into our swimming pool. And, um, it was like the four foot deep one. The, the four foot deep yeah. above, above ground, ground pool. It was pool. awesome. I loved that. Yeah. Um, and Papa would come in, and he would be like the shark. Do you remember this? Yeah. And he could hold his breath for a really long he, time, and, and he freaked us him. up. Yeah. And we would ride the shark, and he would still stand in the water. <laughs> and so yeah, he, he was incredible. Like he would smoke like long. two packs of cigarettes a day, and then hold his breath for like an hour underwater. Right? That, it was that, awesome. That <laughs> that pool exploded like that movie Grown Ups, like at a pool party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like Grown Ups. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was then, a like, tsunami came out of that thing. <laughs> for real, I lived it. Like that, like that part of the Grown Ups movie when the pool explodes, I laugh hysterically because I that happened to us. That like, was, was Uncle too. Ben, wasn't it? Uh, our Uncle Benny wasn't he the one that had like tried to throw a kid in the pool and he. It pushed over and then the thing collapsed, like the the whole aluminum collapsed, didn't it? And yeah, we all went riding out the hole, like uh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was fun. We had some good times in our pool. That's where you broke my arm. Yes, we were running to see who could get into it first, and you ripped me off the ladder. And you bruised broke. my spleen to make it up for no, it. No, and that was the you same summer that I ladder. cut my foot. My foot. Remember? You, you whoa, were going whoa, whoa, around the edge. I had nothing to do with you breaking your spleen. That no. was karma. Is no. what that was. Yeah, well, breaking I mean, my arm. Listen, this is how it really happened. Standing on the I ladder. broke your arm. That was a real thing that I did. That was bad, right? <laughs> I know it was bad. I deserved to be punished by God, and I was, right? But I wasn't rocking around the edge. I was doing the Jimmy Superfly snook oh, on the top of the thing, oh, on the top, like the rungs of the ladder. That right? was a rule. This is not a step. And I always had to spend the night in the hospital. This is not a step. It is not a step. It's not. No. 
But it was like I was going to the top of the steel cage like this, like Jimmy Snooker, yeah. right? I was going that one step higher, and I was going to do the splash. And Lisa was swimming in front of me. I'm like, move, move, because I've got my balance up there. And I lost my balance. I, I so fell. So still blaming it on you, eh? That's so, what I said. It was even. You got me. I wasn't mad at her. Did you fall off and Karma. hit the side of the pool or the yeah. ladder? No, the side of the pool. Like, I landed with my, my ribs right on the side of the pool and then, like, fell over the pool. Spleen. But my dad, he he didn't know that, so when he he thought I fell off the ladder, so he put like the the uh, snowmobile track, track like on the pool ladder to make it more like not as but slippery. But not up on the yeah. top of it where you were standing. <laughs> yeah, he didn't know that's what I was doing because I said I fell off the ladder, but because yeah. you didn't want to say I was being an idiot. The handles of the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What were you yeah, that was pretty cool. We had the pool in the in front of our greenhouse, and then we let the we put the water through the green. There were the pipes through the. Green greenhouse so it would heat the, heat pool, the pool right or sometimes awesome. we just took the steamer that steamed the green or the kills yeah the steam the greenhouse and the kills yeah mm-hmm. just warmed it right up for so birthday you're talking mallow farm no 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 what mallow farm is where where the um, yeah that's where we're in the greenhouse and we are all thinking the other the linville farm I mean me oh and yeah because you're yeah you guys were young when we moved eh that's the thing that's the thing with that same same pool though and there's actually stories that i hear that you'll hear about our childhood where you were you technically probably lived it but you never you don't remember it but you've heard the story so many times and you were part of it that you feel like you were you remember it but you don't really that's that's normal with memory is it yeah like sometimes if you hear something over and over again, it's just like when you learn something in a course or something, they say to say it over and over. Right, right. right. It's a way to kind of embed it in your memory more. Well, yeah. What do, what do you guys remember about Easter? Like what did we do for Easter? Traditions and stuff. Traditions for Easter? Well, there was the hidden baskets in the Easter morning. We we're doing the, we still do some of our Easter traditions. Like tomorrow we're going to go and decorate eggs at our mom's for a good Friday. And then we... Save those eggs for Easter Sunday, where we do our egg fight, which egg is a un- which which we don't throw eggs at each other. Well, when we were young, though, the winner got to break a raw egg on somebody's head. Well, the winner got to break the winning egg on the guy's head, and the people would always sneak in a raw egg because that would win the egg fight. Because what you do in an egg fight, like to explain to people who don't know what an egg fight is, that are listening, you hold, you know, an egg's got like a fat end on the bottom and a pointy end at the top. You boil it though. For yeah, you, you have like egg. you have your regular Easter eggs, which are hard-boiled eggs, right? But uh, if you look at an egg, it's got a pointy end and a fat end. So you want the pointy end against pointy end, and you just tap the pointy ends together, and one of them will break, and the one that breaks is out, and the one that doesn't break goes on to fight the next round. Excuse me, and that's uh, that's an egg fight. And but if you if you decorate a raw egg, it's harder, and it doesn't break as easy. And then uh, that one would always win. And then when you go to break it on someone's head, it would be a raw egg on their head. And that's the big laugh. And it was always our dad. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I remember. It was Papa. I feel like I broke a raw egg on my dad's head before. It's like every year it was you. The little, the, the, like Lisa got to go do it. It seemed like it. Didn't anyone it? else would have got punished. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the baby, oh, okay. Lisa can smash the egg on my head. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It was probably Papa that gave me the raw egg. You're Maybe, win but the war. I'll tell you, I never broke one on his head, did you? No, never. <laughs> I know I didn't. I feel like I have. Let's follow. Yes, you have, yeah. That's, that's your memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, I and remember I remember Lisa, one. Lisa get, get kicked in the head by a horse. That's my main, like, oh my the earliest memory I can remember in my life. Yeah. Is that, like, in. Well, uh, you would have been about that's four what or five? To me. 
yeah, and I was in the I was in the barn, and Papa said, "Don't run out behind the horse." And she was three or four, and yeah, went three, yeah. running out right behind the horse, exactly what he said not to, and I kicked. And it, I would—that's the earliest memory I have of childhood. And then that, that's it for that farm. The other that was cr- it a goes crazy right day. to the other farm. Yeah, I remember that day too. I uh, well, remember I my mom asking me what my name was, and I About was a like, "Mom." Times. You forget my name? <laughs> I'm your daughter. <laughs> she just wanted to make sure that you were not having yeah. like a episode because you got kicked in the head by a horse. Traumatic. Eh? Well, it pretty, know it my name. pretty much just sculpted her, right? Like it took the it scal- it didn't really kick her. And then it was like Here Aunt Berna or Aunt Tia's wedding. Oh, you remember that? I remember weddings a little bit too. You know what I? You know what's a story that I don't know if I remember or not, but it's a terrible story. And I, but I've heard the, I've heard the story so many times. I feel like I remember, but I don't know if I do. Was uh, this was back when we were kids? So you guys won't remember it probably. Uh-oh. But, uh oh. But I was in the house with Lori, and the, my, you know, our parents were in the barn. Uh, it was serving tobacco, and. Uh, the neighbor, it was during harvest, so the neighbor, like our farms were connected, the two, the, our farm and the neighbor's farm, and the neighbor had um, the primers, the locals, that were in the bunkhouse there, and the one guy was a, was drunk, and he came, like, walking over to our farm, and then came into the house looking through our cupboards for booze, like, right into our house, and the only people that were there were me and Lori, so when I th- think one of the ladies from work had to come in to use the bathroom... And she saw that I was sitting on Lori's lap on, like, the television uh, table. Or not, with the uh, the telephone table. Remember we had oh, a telephone yeah, table? Yeah. <laughs> Back when you had a telephone table. And then, uh, and so I was sitting on your lap to protect you. And then this guy was rummaging through the, the cupboards or whatever. And then uh, our father found out about it. And then you came, were sitting took on care of business. For protection, not to protect her. You were getting protected by Lori. I believe. I was on I don't even remember this story at all. I remember that Papa was mad. But I think that that was um, definitely... It wasn't mad. That guy was quickly fired. And uh, I brought to justice in a pretty brutal fashion, I think. Papa beat him up? Uh, Yeah. There's no... I don't know. We'd have to ask him. Maybe when he comes on the show. there might have been a fight there. (laughs) It wasn't... uh, I don't think it went over well. We'd have have a lunchbox to get hit with there. Wow. Yeah, you wouldn't want to be there into that meat hook. (laughs) So, anyways, uh, that sort of thing, though, I don't remember if I actually remember it, but I've heard it so many times, the story that I... You don't remember that story? I haven't even... I don't even remember hearing that story. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I can remember the name of the lady that came in and everything, but I don't know if I remember it or if it's the... Mm -hmm. If it's just being retold or so many times. It had to be pretty traumatic. Well, well, I can see the guy. You remember... Well, that was dramatic. Like, like, traumatic (laughs) stress. Memories that are attached to an emotion stick the longest. Lori is part of the Alzheimer's Society, so she knows a lot of facts about brains. She actually ran a brainwaves camp for my kids two years in a row. My, my, my kids have gone. Yeah. They it loved was re- it. They loved it. Really good for the Alzheimer's Society. So yeah, no, that's a that's actually a good camp. You, the kids came home all pumped up that they were learning stuff about the brain. It was really cool to see them, like, you know, like talk about their medulla oblongata's you know <laughs> and they had a brain made out of play-doh with all the different sections and different colors they end up knowing they learned more how about to... this stuff than i do at the end of the week they learned how to juggle yeah yeah they're not juggle yeah caitlin's a good juggler now because of it yeah so um let's do one more judging thing okay 
I know you don't like it, but I want to do one more judging thing. I was told already twice before the show began that I sucked the life or I sucked the fun out of it already. Oh. Okay, this is one. It works because there's guys and girls. Okay, this is Scooby-Doo, the Scooby-Doo gang. So there's Fred, Thelma, Daphne, and Shaggy. What about Scrappy? Scrappy, and, we're not dogs. We're humans. We're only going with the four <laughs> humans. Didn't you say Scooby-Doo? Shaggy. Shaggy, Daphne, Shaggy, Thelma, Daphne. and Fred. Thelma's the one with the glasses. Daphne's, Fred. yeah, Daphne. Yeah, Thelma's the glasses. Fred's the ascot. Shaggy's the I'm. I end up burnout. being Thelma. Why are you Thelma? I want to be Thelma. I'll be Thelma. <laughs> I'm Shaggy. I, so, it's so clear Paul Shaggy. It's clear Paul Shaggy. For sure. I'm Fred on that one. That wasn't even fun. That wasn't fun at all. <laughs> all right, let's do the facts of life then. Facts of life. Blair, Joe, Natalie, and Tootie. Which one are you? <laughs> I'm going with, uh, this is what I, I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with. I hardly remember the I facts. I don't even know the facts of life. I feel like, is that with Michael J. Fox? No, no. facts of life. It's facts like. Facts of life. Um, Mrs. Garrett? You know Mrs. Garrett? Are you with me, Paul? Gone. Tootie's the one Tootie on the roller, roller skates? skates. She's a black girl on roller skates. <laughs> no. Kim and Field. And Joe is kind of the tough one. Do you know that, and Ryan? Blair... Ryan's our bartender today. I forgot to introduce Ryan Vanderbush. Ryan, thanks for coming in today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Do you don't remember facts of life either? No? Oh, man. Yeah. That's my wheelhouse, those guys. What about A-Team? A-Team. Okay, A-Team. Do the A-Team then. Hannibal, B-A, Faceman, and Murdoch. There's four of them, Who's Faceman? Uh, you know, the good-looking guy. Uh, oh, okay. Good I know guy. I know who I know who it is now. I was just I'm Murdoch. Thinking, I got it. Or no, would you put me as a crazy one? That uh, what? Murdoch's a crazy one. I'm, I'm Mr. T. What's the one that's smoking uh, the cigar? Who's a fool? Okay. So Lori's Mr. T, but then you're you'd be face man then. Be Who's the one man? smoking a cigar? Hannibal. That's Hannibal. So that's you? I don't know. Are you who are you? Murdoch? I'd be Mur- I can be Murdoch. <laughs> I don't know. I'd be Murdoch <laughs> on a good day. <laughs> it just means you're crazy, right? Murdoch was just crazy. Well, you are crazy, so we'll give you Murdoch. I'm smoking the cigar. I'm getting more like Murdoch as time goes on. So, what else do I have? You know, I... Uh, late, late bloomer. <laughs> <laughs> I pity the fool. Welcome to my world. What I... <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, we got the... Uh... <laughs> What's that, Laurie? Your squeaky chair? Is that... Oh, yeah. Shoot. All right. Let's do feedback. We got feedback. Get this over with. We got feedback. <laughs> feedback. Welcome to Feedback. We got feedback. Uh, I was told by my sister, Lori, and this is what we're going to... Today's episode of Feedback, we got feedback, or today's segment, we got feedback, is brought to you by Amazon, amazon.com or amazon.ca. If you go to my website, livefromthedutchhall.com, and click on the link, and you're going to buy something you're going to buy anyways, then uh, we get a little bit of money to help the show improve. My sister, Lisa, has something to tell you about Amazon because it worked out great for her. What can you buy on Amazon? You can buy, if you ever go on a cruise ship and you need to smuggle booze, um, you can go on Amazon and buy, they're called shampoos, shampoos bottles. And it's an organic shampoo bottle and conditioner bottle. And you can put your 26er of vodka in them and they don't get taken away. And there you go. You got some vodka on the cruise ship. How much does one of those cost? I think it was 14 bucks or something for the set, but hey, well worth it. It'll, you can use it again and again and again. You can. 
greasy. Oh, no. And it's organic. <laughs> What's organic? The material it's made from? I don't know. That's just what it says. Oh, on it the says bottle. Oh, on the bottle. It's organic shampoo. Hey, I don't think that's Shampoos. limited. Shampoos. So, so it's an empty bottle that you buy? Yeah. An empty bottle with a label on it. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> so you could also just empty out a shampoo bottle and then fill that up too, right? Yeah, but it would taste like shampoo. Oh, it might. Uh, it just might. Yeah. What about the? What about um, if you just wanted to go to the golf course, and then you could put it in your golf bag too? You just have to. And if and anyone wondered what you're you just, doing, you were going to have a shower. Afterwards. Just say you're really you're weird. Pop. You're on that my weird addiction kind of thing <laughs> where you just drink shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just say, have you ever tried it? And I think I'm going to make lots of money off this Amazon thing now, especially with that golf tip. <laughs> <laughs> well, feedback, we got feedback this week. Uh, we actually have kind of a lean feedback week. I don't know if the people weren't crazy about Topic Palooza, but actually there was quite a bit of like just talking to people throughout the week that said they really liked it. Actually, my mom said it was her, uh, her, one of her, it was her favorite. I think she called it her favorite, so... Um, Till now. I was going to say, this is going to be her favorite. Oh, yeah, maybe. But uh, other than that. Let's make it mom's favorite. This feedback, we got feedback, is trying to be as short as we can because Lori says it's horribly boring. The worst part of the show, is that what you said? The worst part of the show, Lori? I think think that's what I said. Yeah, the worst part of the show. This is what she told me. (laughs) And the best thing you can do with feedback, we got feedback, is to shorten it up and make it suck less, I think. Something like that. That's good feedback, Lori. So thank you for that feedback, Lori. (laughs) You didn't even have to type. Right? And uh, the other... The other th- the concern I want to talk about with feedback we got feedback this week is two of our regular feedback providers uh, are are incognito and uh, that's Conroy one two three and for the first time ever the Haitian dwarf no feedback from the Haitian dwarf Aww, which is uh, every week I am kind of concerned about the poor little man's health I don't believe he should be you know keeping up with such a, a, a rigorous schedule of being tossed like he claims to be. Maybe he's stuck on a wall somewhere. He could be if he was up a little too high or, or you just forget about the guy because he's small. <laughs> and uh, so I hope everything's okay with, with HD. Uh, we look forward to talking in the near future and Conroy123 as well. I don't know if I offended you with some of my comments, so, uh, but uh, I'm sure if uh, he'll come back someday. And uh, so what we do have to this week is the kosher pork chop came through with a little bit of feedback, and I'd like to read it. It said, um, great job. Um, props to you and Dr. Mike for getting Fred Eaglesmith on the show. I've been to a couple of his annual December shows at the Lighthouse Theater, and that's by far the best show in that venue each year. He's a fantastic storyteller, so I'm looking forward to it next week. Word around the campfire is he moved his shop to Waterford due to um, high levels of radiation in the downtown Dover. See if you can get his take on that. Kosher pork chop. Thank you, Kosher pork chop. And P.S. He says, when talking about the figure four leg lock, I agree the nature boy is the man. Woo. Having said that, you've got to give an honorable mention to the close second, Greg the Hammer Valentine, with or without the illegal shin guard. And that is a good point, Kosher Pork Chop. Greg the Hammer Valentine, I completely forgot about him, but I'd love to see that matchup. Nature Boy Ric Flair and Greg the Hammer Valentine in their prime with the two figure fours, the big figure four thing. So th- I think po- Kosher Pork Chop's a big a bit of a wrestling fan, eh? So thanks again, Kosher Pork Chop. Thank you for everyone that provided feedback this week. We want to see scissoring men. Hey? No, I don't. <laughs> 
It, was that the foot thing that Pete used to do on us? Was that the hold? Yeah. That's the foot. Almost you're... scissoring, men. No, what like, I did. Really, like, almost broke our Yeah, figure foot? four leg lock, yeah. yeah was your leg in a four? It really hurt. Yeah, it did hurt. Well, it's a, it's a submission move, maneuver. It's not supposed yeah. to tickle. It's but, four and when years you, like, tap, you're supposed to let people go. Yeah. I think asshole. you missed that out. <laughs> not if you're the bad growing, guy. Growing not if you're up. the bad guy. You hold on to it till the till someone yeah. comes in and breaks it up. So I, there's I, a broken my leg. name was Paul the Punch because that was the only way out of it, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't really go. Did I didn't wrestle you very much, did I? I was in that thing. Oh, yeah, that should have saved me. Well, I wrestled both my kids. I still too. I've had them both in figure fours. I admit it. I don't know if see if, if child service is going to come talk about it or what. They might because that hurts. I did break wrong. the hold. I did break the hold wrong. when they tapped. <laughs> <laughs> I broke it when they tapped. So, but. Anyways, uh, what I want to, next, Lisa, you got something exciting going on uh, this July, and I want to talk about that. I was supposed to talk about it a little bit earlier, but I'm going to talk about it now. Blues Fest is coming to Norfolk County, and this is and our host is sitting right here with us, and the other one is uh, bartending for us today. So, Blues Fest, Lisa, would you like to talk a little bit about it? Yeah, it's July 19th and 20th. We got 12 bands coming. You can camp over for the night, and um, it's going to be a really good time. You can get tickets online right now at NorfolkBluesFestival.ca, and you can also get them at some local uh, local stores. Is that right? Yeah, you can get them at Harry's and Simcoe. You can get them at Nouveau and Port Dover, and you can get them at Man and Bush Irrigation in Dye. What about the one in Kitchener? Isn't there somewhere? Oh yeah, Encore um, Records in Kitchener. And Demire Chrysler. Chrysler. Oh, look at all that! So thank you. Well, and. Uh, yeah, I was looking at the lineup. The lineup came out today, and I see that there's a whole bunch of Juno Award winners and Maple. It says Juno and Maple Blues Award winning artists, and there's like, uh, look at all of them. There's like uh, three, three different Juno Award winning artists, and then like there's uh, I think five or, oh man, no, no, look at that two, <laughs> four, six, eight, eight nine, nine different awards like blues. It's gonna uh, be good. Yeah, you, you can go online and check them all out too. Like, we're on the Facebook page. There's Facebook and and our oh, on website. the website, and they have like uh, like YouTube clips of the acts. Yep. And uh, so, how much does it cost to do that? Um, it's sixty bucks um, until May fifteenth for the whole weekend, and then fifteen bucks for camping. If you want to just come on the Saturday, it's forty five bucks. If you want to come just on the Sunday, it's thirty bucks. Oh wow, that's a good deal, eh? Camping and a show. Twelve bands. Yeah, yeah. For less than a hundred bucks, you'd get to yeah. see twelve bands, and these are like uh, renowned blues artists. Like these are top top of the line, like award winning blues yeah, artists. Can, like, so this is a great event to come best. to come to Norfolk County. There's one American guy. One American guy. Yeah. Well, American that's awesome. So cooler. yeah, everybody, if you want to go on NorfolkBluesFestival.ca and uh, look look at it, buy your tickets before May fifteenth, so you can take advantage of the early price, and. Uh, you should probably do it sooner and later before this thing sells out because there's only a thousand tickets for this yeah, thing. Yeah, we right? can only do a thousand this year. Oh yeah, so they're kind of—is this kind of like them just letting you put your feet in the water, like just test the test water? Test us out, make sure we follow all the rules and. And don't yeah, and that everything goes well, and then you can build from there. Yep. Are you hoping to make this an annual event? Yes, or? for sure, an annual event. We are hoping to actually do like three, hey babe, like three festivals a year. Oh really? Yeah. So you look. Uh, so the, this is kind of a tester one then. So blues every year, and then do a country one, and then maybe a, like a rock one. Oh, that would be good. Yeah, and grow the numbers from there. 
hopefully everybody comes out and has a good time and enjoys the music and uh, we're right on Lake Erie so you have a nice view of the lake and it's going to be summer and it's going to be hot and sunny and beautiful. Yeah, maybe we can do a show from there. A yeah, live from the Dutch Hall. You could. Well, I'll definitely be there. I'm, I can't wait. I think it's going to be a great event. I, I know it's a great spot for it. It's going to be going to be awesome. I love outdoor festivals. There's nothing better than that, eh? Like, yeah, it doesn't matter what kind of music it is. Outdoor festivals, an outdoor festival. It's fun. It's just being there. It's yeah. Gonna, it's going to be chilled. It's going to be. Fun. I can't stand. Like, I was. Uh, I not, well, there's a bunch of shows this summer. I got actually tickets to two concerts for July. And they're both indoor shows, and I'm like, ah, in July, you know, I'd rather see these acts outside, you know, because to me it's just way better, you know. Yeah. But, but We're going to see Jack Johnson and Edward Sharp at the Amphitheater, and that's out. Yeah, Amphitheater's nice because it's yeah. outside, yeah. I like it outside, too. Yeah, we're going to Queens of Stone Age at, uh, it's an arena, and then we're going to Jack White in a small, small theater in Detroit. Actually, the Jack White Theater. That holds like 1,000 people. 1,500, I think, is what it holds. It's a nice small venue. Yeah. That's, and you're on ground floor, like you're on... General admission, yeah, on the floor. So it should be great. I'm really looking forward to that. Oh, like the best show ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be great. Like his hometown. Oh, I can't wait. Thanks, yeah. Pete. It should, be a really, it should be a really cool show. I'm really looking forward to it. Summer concerts are always a lot of fun. So you're going – is that – you got anything else lined up for yourself or just the, the Edward Sharp and – And Jack Johnson. And my, Jack like, Johnson. I haven't seen him, but I love that guy. I birthed two kids to him. I'm pretty pumped to see him. <laughs> pretty pumped. You birthed two kids to him? I did. I really don't did. You, don't you associate him with pain? No, he kept me calm. <laughs> I was, like, chilled. He was, like, a good place to go. Yeah. I think that uh, yeah, another friend that did uh, Jack Johnson in the delivery room as well to make it serene. Remember, we saw their uh, their uh, birthing video. They said, "Would you like to see the birthing video?" And we're like, uh, "Well, that's kind of personal. Like, I don't know if I want to be seeing you that way, you know, giving birth or whatever." And they're like, "No, no, don't worry. It's really tasteful. It's really tasteful." So they show us the video, and you can just see like the side of her thigh, and uh, the husband had put the camera on the windowsill, which was right across from her. And then you could just see the side of her thigh, and then the, the room's all dark, and there's, like, soft music playing. I think it was Jack Johnson. And um, all of a sudden, you can hear the husband counting to ten, and then she kind of, like, closes her eyes and does, a, like, a grunt. And then you can just see, like, from the side of her um, uh, her thigh, you can just see this baby's head kind of emerge, and then the baby just kind of comes out. And I was like, what is that? Like, my, Jane, my wife had two burrs with no... <laughs> No drugs, you know, like they were, her water broke and the baby was just like on its way really fast. We had no time for anything other than to get the baby out. And the, it was like everyone in the hospitals coming in, the lights are on full blast. It's a, it's mayhem in there. It's like a murder scene in there. You know, it's nothing, nothing serene about it. Like what mine was three times, exactly <laughs> what he went through. It was murder scene. It was, it was crazy. Lisa's all talks like hippie, like she's hugging a tree. It was great. I was all laid back. Oh, no, it wasn't. I, I, you know, we taped our birth as well, but I don't think I've ever watched it. Yeah, no, I hey, did we ever watch it? No, no. <laughs> you didn't watch it either. <laughs> it's like I, I lived I it. I don't need to yet. see it. That right? Pretty much remember that. That was one of those traumatic moments that you just remember. <laughs> well, who filmed it? Who filmed it? He put it up on like a armoire thing in our room. Oh, the same sort of thing, right? Yeah. You didn't film yours, did you? Larry? No, there's no way. <laughs> there, no. There's no camera looking there. No. 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 Mine wasn't looking there either. I don't know where the tapes are now. 
Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. You're probably on a uh, website, yeah. <laughs> Check out uh, NorfolkBluesFestival.ca. Maybe they're on there. <laughs> oh, that would just be gross. Oh. It was just a chance for another plug day for you. Yeah, it's not so. there. <laughs> Here, I think we hey, should post this. Hey, who won the this. appetizer? Oh yes, the la- next thing we want to talk about is the fact that we, uh, the the four of us, this happened a couple years ago, where the f- the four of us were having, I think me and Paul were having a discussion one time about food because we were really interested in cooking, and then somehow uh, I, I made believe the- it was Thanksgiving dinner, and we, um, we said, saying- "I'm the best cook." No, I'm the best cook, and then Mom said. Well, I'll figure that out, and she... No, no, it ended up, well, we have to have a competition. And then it was like, well, the mom has to be the judge. And mom's like, I'm not going to be the judge. But then she came to Pumpkin Fest, and she gave us all those envelopes and said, here's your contest, and that's what she came up with. I honestly don't think any, uh, us three cared about who won. We just all wanted to beat Pete. Eh? (laughs) Right? Well, I made the claim that I was... And anyone. I did win. I did win. I won. But it was the, the whole... I don't, I don't think you win today. No, no. I lost today. No, I think the true winner wins today. Oh, yeah. I win. So let's, let's talk about what we got <laughs> if here. If we go on quantity, I win. Now, on the, with the original dinner party, it was actually a great, great thing because there's four of us in our family. We're all married, and we all... Uh, so it was the eight of us that, that got together. Uh, but only the Van Dyke children were allowed to cook, and the spouses weren't allowed to help at all, right? At all. Ryan loved it. <laughs> and so we got together and Lisa was the first to go and she set the bar because the uh Paul and I we will both admit if we had to go first there's no way we would have done what Lisa did but oh, because we went after her yeah she was like oh it's ambience like I was yeah but we don't know we don't know all the knives on the right side and like it was set up like I've never sat at a dinner table like that and it was the first time I learned like if I wasn't in this competition I would have no clue what to do at that dinner placement <laughs> like at all but because of this competition, I was looking at everything. That that was one of the things. Was the, the table I polished setting. my silverware like that I've never <laughs> used before. I really it's did ridiculous. it. Oh, we came in and greeted with the drink and uh, like with a with a welcome cocktail. And there's a menu on the table and everything's decorated nice centerpieces. And we're like, holy mackerel! Like both you can see it. Our 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 ears are smoking from like thinking about what the heck are we going to do to keep up to this I remember just being so excited about that night because it was date night right and I couldn't remember the last time I was out and at that (laughs) time so then it was like yeah remember we got to your house early and we were in the driveway sitting in the driveway because we were like just all excited because we we have a night without the kids right and so we're like this is date night so we knew that they were like yeah, it was so four much fun. Four dinner parties coming, right? So it was a good four, time. Yeah, there's a picture taken from that first night at, at Lisa's place where you could see the eight of us at the dinner table, or at least seven of us at the dinner table. Someone must have been it. taking the picture. I was taking the picture. And, uh, but everyone's laughing, and it's just a great shot. I love that shot. It's, per- it's a great shot because you can see everybody having a good time. And I remember being somewhere at work, and my coworker said, boy, I wish I could do that. And I'm like, wow, you couldn't get together with your brothers and sisters and their spouses? And they're like, no way. It just wouldn't be like that. There's too much like this person doesn't like that person or has gets that person gets on their nerves or whatever. And we just had eight of us all just having the blast. We went to four dinner parties at each other's houses. All four of them were. Mom took all the kids, nine yep. kids. Well, Let Miles us sleep was over. really small. So Miles came to a lot of the dinner. Yeah, parties. Yeah, we had one kid come. To the, yeah, oh. your youngest came to the dinner party a couple of times. 
but it was it was great anyways four times for that to happen so in order to kind of commemorate that great event we decided to have an appetizer par- party here today to have a little mini competition and Lori, would you like to tell us what you brought in today I brought two things. Um, I took a little bit of a risk. I uh, tried something brand new, which was the sweet barbecue bacon, <laughs> bacon wraps. I guess that's what that was called. <laughs> I can't remember. And then... Um, what, and that that's like chicken wrapped in bacon, bacon. and it's got um, cayenne. What is it? Cayenne pepper? Uh, chili chili, chili pepper. powder and brown sugar. It makes me want to eat some right now. And then uh, what's the other thing you got? Um, the others was the cheeseburger egg roll. Oh, they're delicious. Um, I I added a little bit of that hot mustard that we all like in there, but you, it kind of got lost a little bit in there. And a pickle was a new addition to that. Is the pickle in it? There is a little pickle in it. I okay. didn't want to put too much pickle because it would overpower it, but there's a pickle in it. Good job, Lark. That is good job. Yeah. <laughs> very good, very good. Thank you. They were delicious. Both Sp- of them. Spicy ketchup, too. And uh, so next is me, I guess, because I'm second oldest, and I'll go. I I had just these uh, salmon lollipops, and they're like salmon that was marinated in uh, maple syrup and soy sauce, and then they were dipped in pepper, dropped on the floor, okay. put on the barbecue. <laughs> Sweet. I kind of uh, taste that little floor. The taste. floor, yeah, that dropped on the I floor. I was wondering what that was. Yeah. Ryan said it was a 15-second rule because I already spent the first to 10 Bye. seconds just swearing under my breath, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and mine lost. I know they did. They they taste okay, but they're not the greatest. But I lost. So I'm going to give myself this. Let me see. Big fat fart. fart. I got two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I, I got some spinach dip. Uh, um... My, my wontons with some two two uh, apple swans. And when I put the, I'm gonna put the pictures on my Facebook page, uh, live from the Dutch Hall on Facebook, and uh, on my tw- I'll, they, I'll think I'll tweet them too, because for presentation there's this, there's oh, a clear yeah. winner here. It is an art right now to, to make an apple. Into yeah, two a apples, swan. a yellow apple and a red apple. Like cut, how many cuts is that? Uh, well, I've been laid up. Right? <laughs> Do you have a special tool? Paul got a vasectomy, and then he has. No, or no that's sorry. Ryan. That's Ryan. Sorry. That's Ryan. I got. I got hernia. Up. Right. Hernia operation. So I've been laid up for two weeks watching YouTube and. Do you have to have a special keep... knife to do that? No, no, just your normal paring knife and some time. And what do you? You said you made uh, sh- cucumber sharks as well for your kids. <laughs> sharks and killer whales. It keeps them eating, eh? <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea, though, to have killer whales. With cucumbers as well? Yeah, killer whales and sharks out of cucumbers are pretty cool. YouTube them, and they'll show you right how to carve them up. You can learn anything on YouTube, eh? It's great. Huh. Great fix, way to get your kids to eat you vegetables, You fix your too. car. My kids, yeah. it, my, my kids are the first one, and I'll Google it, and they'll say, no, Dad, YouTube it. And I'm like, what? He's right. And yeah. my wife's like, yeah, he is right. Listen to him. So YouTube it. There it is. Like, <laughs> we're, trying, we're working on getting my daughter to do more of her homework because she's kind of slacking a bit. And... Uh, so I'm helping her the other day, and I said, well, if you, I'm asking her, what is that? Because I don't know what she's learning in school, and she can't explain it to me that well. So I'm like, well, why don't you go online? And, like, There's no reason not to know an answer to something. Go on the Internet and figure it out. And she's like, I don't want That's cheating. I'm like, how is it cheating? If you go on the – like if you get homework and you go on the Internet to complete your homework, you're learning it. More. 
Yeah, you're reading it on the internet. Whether you read it in a book or you read it on the internet, and you're still reading be, the information and you're learning. There might be more it. information that they didn't even. Yeah, because uh, when you're when you're answering the one question, and if you get another question, well, then you just figure out the answer to that question. That's the thing about the internet. There's no end to what you can learn on it. You know, like and so if any teacher says you can't use the internet to learn, they're missing the point. The whole thing is that it's, it's like a better encyclopedia. I think you know? that's a fixed mindset. Yeah, I think so. I, I don't a know. Growth mindset. I don't think it's a teacher. I think it was just the perception of the kid, probably. You know, like that she she thought she wasn't allowed to use it because the answers are. If you look, ask the internet, give me the answers, and it gives them to you. But I'm like, it's not that easy. You still have to read it. You got to understand what you're doing. Make sure it's right, and then then put it down, right? Like, and even if you get the right answers, you at least know that's the right answer to the question. So then you know the right answer to the question going forward. So, anyways, the internet's awesome. There's no reason that I go on there every day. I also brought for an appetizer a Jagermeister dispenser and Red Bull. <laughs> right, a, a Jagermeister refrigerator, a three bottle refrigerator. And Red Bull. You should like, take a picture of that too. And I, I did. I did take a picture of it. That's also that's gonna a be thing of beauty right there. Yeah, I, I, that is a thing of beauty. Where did that come from? The Tennessee or something? Nashville, Tennessee. Barney. No. Yeah. Barney yeah, this a top machine with the Jagermeister logo on Barney it, orange thought. to match the Dutch Hall and everything. It's a beautiful I thing. I know somebody that's gonna buy this. Oh yeah! As soon as he saw it, it had the orange and black, and said, "Oh, that Dutchman's buying it for a year." Oh yeah, <laughs> the German booze, but Dutchman's buying it. Yeah, we gotta somehow figure out how to change that. <laughs> change it to Dutch, right? Yeah. How do you get the German? <laughs> I'll forgive him the little. I don't forgive that little mustache wearing German, <laughs> <laughs> but they made they made good booze. I'll give them that, right? What big enough Jagermeister? Oh yes, yeah, yeah. I yeah. like them because of Jagermeister, so I'm all right with some Germans. I would say the Jagermeister is probably something like Bavarian too, like from up in that, like where they make the sausage and do the later hosen yodeling crap, <laughs> like the polka dancing type Germans. I think I'm okay with the polka dancing type Germans. It's those strange sprockets type Germans that are just like, I guess I'm a little uneasy about them. I still think they might have some sort of ideas left over from the 40s, you know? Yeah, and they would be hippies too, right? It's all herbal. Jagermeister's all herbal, so it would definitely be the hippies. That plant all. talking to you again. Uh, yeah, yeah. Plant. Yeah. <laughs> plant medicine. Man. Anyways, you want to talk about my appetizer? Yes, your appetizer is the last to go. Well, my appetizer, um, I didn't really slave all day because it was kind of a busy day. I was working and then trying to be the Easter Bunny and um, so I took something out of the freezer that I made in the summertime they're um, jalapeno poppers um, nightingale hot peppers or jalapeno peppers um, with cream cheese and wrapped in bacon uh, is that a plug for a local farmer yeah that was. it's local it's yeah. local <laughs> All right. Damn good fucking. Well, you can't food. go wrong. You can't. <laughs> yeah, there's a buck for the church. Did yeah, I uh, fuck swear it up? Well, two people. Damn I haven't said it. have a Jaeger bomb, eh, ball. <laughs> two people actually use the 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 unfair advantage of using bacon in your appetizer because bacon is like it's Rapid like using truffles when you you use truffles oh, in your I, thing. I did. Use which truffles. is almost like cheating because you can't not love bacon or truffles, eh? Yeah, like that was ridiculous at your dinner party with that truffle oil. I never tasted nothing like that. <laughs> we were like all like, is there anything? <laughs> yeah, it was a gnocchi with with wild mushrooms or no? I should have just served that. Hey. Oh, that oh. was so good. We were all looking at the pot like, is there more? Like that's the on. first time I really like. I knew I, I never think I ever tried gnocchi before. I knew of it, but 
I definitely never tried good stuff before. That was great. And now since I now I see it on the menu at a restaurant, I always order it because it's so good. It is good. But it doesn't make me go right to the bathroom because it's like bad for you. It's all that. <laughs> Isn't it like, but it's just like a, like a, a dumpling, potato. right? Like yeah, a potatoes. A and potato dumpling. Can't be bad for you. Isn't it? Isn't it like starchy, isn't it? Like pasta. Yeah, it's starchy. You can't, I don't know. If you eat enough of it, it sticks to your, it sticks, I don't know. Maybe it's the stuff you put on it. If you put all kinds of like really rich sauce and cheese and stuff like that, that's what that's what will give me a problem. I'm an old man now. I can complain about that. I used to be able to eat anything. Now I can't you eat You got nothing. hair out of your ear. I have tons of it. Yeah, I know. I no. found out I was like moderately allergic to mushrooms. And oh, I eat no. mushrooms out the yin yang. I love them. It's your Magic favorite ones? I'm allergic. I'm probably allergic to them too. Oh, oh. I'm allergic to, sh uh, to shrimp all of a sudden. No. Yep. Then it's gonna really? I was going to put shrimp in there. That and awesome. I love it. I have so I still time. I still eat it because I'm like, <laughs> oh, so it mean. can't be shrimp. It can't be shrimp. And I keep trying it again. And I'm like, ah, darn it. I'm allergic to avocados. Yeah, you How get all avatar happen? on us. Yeah. Her eyes grow avatar. together. And oh. like her nose. It was quasi In between her eyes grows out. <laughs> and it, she looks like I didn't have a hump on my back. Oh, damn close, man. <laughs> <laughs> or Shrek. It was just my face. No, it was avatar. You know the, the avatar? Yeah, it was totally, totally all eyes. It was yeah. terrible. No hump on the back. <laughs> <laughs> That's real bad. You need an EpiPen for that. Yeah, actually, I should get one. But I just don't eat it now. Now I know. I knew because I ate a whole avocado. But when that time that we were at Mom and Papa's 60th birthday in Niagara Falls and I had it happen, I don't know why. I didn't have any avocado. But when I was reading, they say that cinnamon sometimes has you creates the same, ex same effect as avocado. There's a link. Some There's something must be similar in the two things. Really? That's kind of weird. And latex. I'm allergic Which to latex. I know I'm allergic to latex. I'm allergic to latex. You better watch avocados just I've been in case. allergic to, like, like I'm Is that why you don't use protection, Lori? Yeah, you That's the reason why. <laughs> Which is latex. <laughs> Try to get Actually, your no, eyebrows with all my waxed. ultrasounds and stuff, I knew that, no, it wasn't, wasn't good. Oh, yeah. Hey, can I do one news story that I saw in Canada Am before we end? Because we're getting close to the end here. What, no it's way. over already? Yeah, well, it's right, we're at, like, 53 minutes we or something. We didn't even talk. We haven't even started. Yeah, I know. It goes fast, right? Well, anyway, can I talk about one new story? As I watched Canada AM this morning, and I did get angry as I do every day with Canada AM, and I just want to talk about one more. This time it's W5 in Canada AM. And uh, it was about veal farming, so I really got me riled up because uh, they had the guy from W5 on, and he was, like, really riled up about... He was, like, an animal lover, of course. Like, you could tell the guy, a um, bit of a kind of long hair guy, but, it was, but he's balding, so he's, like, combing his hair back to cover his balding spot. Birkenstocks? Yeah, I think like a... Like a I like Birkenstocks. Well, he's wearing a suit and he's kind of a weirdo, right? <laughs> Anyways, this guy's uh, from W5 and his groundbreaking story, Beverly Thompson comes on and says, I, uh, warning to the people at home, the images you're about to see are going to be... What did she call it? She said they're going to be shocking and disturbing to some, right? Warning, you know? Like she says, shocking and disturbing. And they show a uh, video. They're, they're talking about veal, a veal farm in Quebec. One veal farm in Quebec, and they're showing these cows or these uh, young calves who are uh, um, walking. And the one image they show is of a calf in a crate trying to stand up. It's obviously a newborn or like recently born, and it's trying to stand up and it's having problems. Its legs are kind of shaky. It's going from a lying down position to standing up, and its legs are still kind of wobbly. So they made him look like 
because he's in the crate that somehow the meaning always has a way of showing things. yeah and then they show um just a bunch of newborn calves walking through the barn um i don't see anything what was shocking about that and then the next image they showed was a a young calf in a crate looking to get fed so he's kind of frothy at the mouth he's just looking to get his bottle or whatever he's or his milk and uh which is actually quite normal cute almost i thought you know it wasn't uh anything shocking or disturbing and uh, that was the images that they were horrified by and they said there's even some more even worse ones that we could look forward to and uh this fellow um his his uh one of the comments he made to show his level of sophistication with regard to the issue was he said he didn't know this before starting his uh, investigation but uh he all veal calves are actually males he found out which i don't know if does, does that, do you guys know that that a veal calf has to be a male? No, I never. No, knew. I didn't. Know that, I, but does sorry, it matter? But you only want know. one bull, so it makes sense. Right, because they're from dairy dairy farms, and so if if you have a, a male cow, you can't milk a male cow. No, you only do that once, eh, Paul? Yeah, <laughs> you get a good <laughs> kick at the end. <laughs> <laughs> you only let you if you do it twice. You're you're a bit kinky. That's what I've always been told. <laughs> you, do it, you do it once, well, it's an honest mistake. You can't milk a milk What the milk. hell are you guys talking well, about? Well, Vio. You ever milk a bull, Lisa? No, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, well, or it's not pretty. tried. <laughs> well, she's got a set of horns. <laughs> <laughs> He's never kicked me away, that's for sure. Um, well, no, least... but like at a veal farm, you're not going to keep a, you're not going to send a female cow, cow that can produce milk to, to veal. Because right. she can produce milk, but the male can produce. You only need one, right? So, so if you have a baby, if you have a baby calf and or a calf and it's a male, what do you do with it? It's right? veal. It's veal, or it's just euthanized. You know, there's nothing you can do with it, right? So they put it in the veal industry, and what the market dictates is that you have to put it in crates because it makes the meat more tender and all the rest of it. And that's what the that is the conditions that these veal have been raised in for years, and that's the way they continue to be because it's what the market asked for. And it lambasted the farmers and the media that they're doing something horrible. Well, a couple of things they said was that these animals well, didn't show in the videos that they showed on the news because we are probably too weak to handle the real shocking and horrible footage of an animal that is being moved into the crate. But they said the animals were kicked and punched and yelled at. They were yelled at. So I can understand if you have a cat, if you have a veal calf that's being kicked and punched. Okay, they probably shouldn't be kicked and punched. You can get a stupid calf into a crate without having to kick and punch it. But yell that they don't have feelings. I'm sorry, they don't have. They're not. They don't understand what you're saying. You know, they're not going to be like permanently scarred by you talking sternly with it and calling it a name. Well, I just have to say that with every animal, like how how are the chickens like dealt with? Kicked and punched and called names. Well, hopefully they're not yelled at. Are the pigs dealt with? Like they're kicked yeah. and like, punched and called names. It's not a. <laughs> Most farmers that I've met, and I've been in agriculture know, for 15 years, toured a lot of toured a lot of of livestock barns, and most and almost I I, I, I can't even think of one that doesn't fit this description. The farmers are steward like they they are they are caring for those animals. They want to make them as comfortable as possible because they will grow faster. If they're comfortable, they will make more milk. If they're comfortable, they will, they will be easier to manage if they're comfortable. So they're, if anything, the farmers are going out of their way to care for these animals as, as children, almost like if I've seen dairy farmers 
feed those veal calves with love and tenderness and, and, that, and because they like what they do. Like these people's, their houses smell like manure. They got flies in the kitchen almost all the time because they love to caring for these animals. It's not, they're not doing it for, to, to get rich. They're 365 days a year caring for animals. And to have people who just don't have the sensitivity, like people that are too far removed from the farm gate, look at what the farming practices are and be horrified by the fact that the animals yelled at or that the other thing was that the expert, they actually showed, the W5 guy showed it to this other expert, this other guy wearing a suit, and the other guy wearing a suit looked at the horrible video of this animal and said <coughs> that he thought it was awful that the animal was in the crate because he couldn't exercise or interact with other animals. And uh, it's a cow, okay? It's a cow. Do you know? Have you ever met a, a, a human being who's really stupid? Like when you're talking to them, you can just see that there's like not much going on in their head. They're just really dim, you know? And uh, you're sitting there and they're standing beside you with this blank look on their face and their mouth is open, agape, and they're just dumb. They're just dumb people, right? They exist everywhere. They are a million times smarter than a cow, right? A cow doesn't interact with other cows. If a cow goes to the field... And we used to do that all the time at uh, uh, the one farm that had cattle, and we'd always just go, they'd all just stare at you, right? And you'd just go, boo, and they all go running away, right? We would, we would li- like, we had so much fun doing that when we were, because they were so stupid, right? Watch, <laughs> they're going to come back, they're going to come back and boo, right? They would go, they would just go, but then they'd come back, and they yeah. were staring at you. They're they the dumbest do. things in the world, that's they why they're the so easy to, easy to eat. Because they're meant to be, like, they're not meant to... So they're made for. They're not going to contribute to the world any other way other than to be a, a food source. They're a herbivore. They're Obviously, meant to be Obviously, this suit doesn't know, like, where the cow comes from. He's vegan? Is this suit a vegan? Well, I would imagine that he is just because he's so emotionally connected to these animals that it hurts him really bad to see the farmers treating him this way. And uh, so, obviously... But I'm thinking, like, be, coming from the... Put my agriculture hat on. And looking at what uh, these farmers are going to have to deal with in the future, like every year it's going to get worse and worse because our our average consumer is more and more removed from from the farm from the farm gate, and they just don't have understand the realities of what it takes to get that animal to your dinner plate, you know. Mm-hmm. And as long as animals are part of our food chain, the reality of taking that animal to slaughter and bringing them to the and butchering them and getting them to the grocery store isn't palatable to everybody who doesn't see that on a regular basis if you have to come cold having just gone to grocery stores and accepted that food comes in cellophane wrappers you know they don't they're not going to like going to a kill floor he should go on like the survival show and like be jetted out to like some island where he has to fend for himself and see how he survives yeah you know know where there's very little i wonder if he's gonna kill anything i wonder if he's gonna like try to catch a bird to eat something or like a fish like you have to yeah there's certain to survive and good luck yeah, with those the same, coconut pe- those same people would go fishing good. too that were like like don't eat the meat they're treated bad would go out and hook a fish and yeah a lot of times there's always a there's, there's always a, like a, an exception eh, to their yeah. their people's rules and what they're sensitive That's to all right that the hook went through his lip but i ate him Right. Yeah. But there's a lot of things to do with what they're feeding them and like the hormones and the steroids that are in the meat nowadays. Sometimes you question it. Like you want to know where that comes from. Right? Sure. Yeah. I know. And you, you know, I feel like there's a lot of kids nowadays that are being developed prematurely. And why is that? 
Like, why yeah. are there like nine-year-olds with boobs? Yeah, kind of weird. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, you look at a lot of. There's a lot of real funky things that go on. Even if you look at, you know, even in uh, Norfolk County, we've been we've been kind of uh, on the high end of cancer rates for years and years. You keep hearing stories about how we're our per capita cancer rates in this area are higher than the rest of the province, but. Who's looking into why? You know, is it because of our agriculture programs or sandy soils, or is it because things are leaching into our into our, our drinking water, or is it because we're is smoking? it a coal plant? You know, what is it? What is it? Is it smoking? Yeah, because we're in tobacco country. Like, what is it? You know, we don't know. So, but I wish they would. Be, I, the ozone can, layer, aren't we? Chemicals on the fields, layer? right? Like, is it? The there's chemicals that, that come into our area. water. Right, exactly. Uh, who knows? Yeah, there's just so many different things. And then and the and the motivation behind these companies who are ha- who are causing these effects on people are strictly answering to the shareholders to show more profitability and the human elements lost. Like once those big companies come in, they don't care about the human impact unless it impacts their bottom line, unless it impacts the amount of their sales or whatever they don't they don't care to change it they're not doing it because it's the right thing to do they're only doing it because either they're mandated by law or because they um it costs them money like hey i'll be green if if people are buying green you know i'll be good to my animals you know i'll, I'll let all my laying hens run free in a field of you know dandelions or whatever whatever is going to make the hippies happy that my chickens are running around laying on, on golden baskets or whatever they want. And they're being talked to and told that they're really good. And there's hey. no bullying policy for the chickens, right? What, what does uh, China do no, to well, raise their fish? Hey, China said no, no girls. At least the what does China no do to boys. raise their fish? Yeah. What do you mean? I don't understand. Um, I guess what they do is they have a crate over top of their fish ponds. And they raise their chickens. Oh. oh. On top of their fish ponds, so the fish eats the chicken shit, and then it gets sold. The fish gets sold to, like, Highlander or Highlander? Like, the captain that looks like he's from Nova Scotia or something. It comes from freaking China. It's coming from chicken poo. They eat poop, eh? Yeah, Google it. I will Google it. I will Google it. That is very interesting. Don't buy anything that comes from China. It might say are packaged in... Canada or U.S., but it's produced in China. Yeah, you have to be careful. We're so dependent, eh? I, I would do anything anything I can to get any sort of manufacturing, any sort of work back into into our country is gonna, is what I'm supporting because the, there's too much. There's a certain percentage of our population that are meant to work in manufacturing. You know, if we get rid of our manufacturing jobs, I don't see how it's going to. How well, and think about all the regulations that North America has on so many of their products, right? And right. all the, the rules that they have to follow by. But then you go to the grocery store and you can buy things from all over the world. And do they have the same regulations? Well, I've been Probably saying... Probably not. You guys yeah. are very funny. Well, I know. Oh, sorry. But I've been saying this. Well, we'll say a dick joke in a bit. So just to kind of... <laughs> or <laughs> have a Jager bomb, Paul. I know. <laughs> just fix it with a Jager bomb. I know why you, got, you don't have many girls' nights here. Like, where do the girls have to go? the tank call like i can just go out the shop that's why you invite big patches of them we're actually uh yeah so that they don't you don't notice when one goes to the house so we're actually getting to we're getting the very end but i want to talk a little bit about uh we have blues fest coming up of course in july but before that in june we have our our real life for life team we do that every year real life for life um 
It's a great cause for the Canadian Cancer Society. Our team captain, Lori Ball, is here. And Lori, uh, just plug it out so people can donate to the cause. Well, there's many different ways you can donate to the cause. Um, first, I would encourage people to go check it out. Uh, really for Life is a... Um, overnight fundraising event where we stay up from seven o'clock at night to seven o'clock in the morning um, with at least one person from your team walking around the track um, and there it's filled with um, different ceremonies and and really um, a wonderful uh, family oh. event um, where we can celebrate remember and fight back um, it's uh, happening on is this June. a Canadian thing Lori yeah uh, it started in America and then uh, then in Canada. So, the first so they do them in the States too? Yeah, it started there first. Actually, oh. it started with one guy who said, I'm going to walk around a track. I'm going to stay up all night and walk around this track. So it was one guy who said, this is how I'm going to fundraise. Do you remember you what part what? of the country he was from? He was from someplace in the States. I don't know where exactly. Oh, yeah. My well, favorite part of the night is um, they light luminaries once the sun goes down. And... Um, on the luminaries is like in memory of or in honor of and you can walk that track and you can see a lot of names that you know and everybody's touched by it it's just such a, a crazy thing and like it makes you think all night and and you i have to honor you Lori, because you're two-time can cancer survivor and you um were the most positive thinking person i think i ever met in my life hey did you guys see we're uh, celebrities we were in norfolk news today i did see that yeah, i did see that, that. Was 29 awesome. yeah so we got to plug really uh we were maddie was busking at at uh, foodland and so we we made in like two hours sitting at foodland on a friday night it was really not the busiest friday night we made 188 dollars for the cancer society so we were pretty proud um, Jeff, Maddie does, Maddie does her guitar, right? And we got the cuteness factor with Emma and I get to just watch my kids, you know, help support the cause. So it's good um, that you teach them those lessons too, that do things for others and stuff like that. It's like, and they're geared up about it too. You don't have to encourage them too much. eh? like, no, like, and like all, all of our kids have been really active in the relay and they, we do a, a yard sale and bake sale. The kids are all a part of and. They're making Paul's bracelets. Son, Paul's son's making bracelets with, uh, like, Spencer with with uh, our daughters, you know, on the Bracelets for a Cure, which is on Facebook. You can go to Bracelets for a Cure on yep. Facebook. And uh, there's all there's a place you can donate there onto the Relay for Life, onto our team, and, we, and we'll send you a bracelet. Just let us know the color. And uh, also, I just wanted to apologize. To, is that, so is there anything else we need to plug as far as Relay for Life goes? I would say go to www.relayforlife.ca slash Norfolk, um, and you can find our team. This year, our team is called Together Strong. I'm trying to uh, encourage more of our family to get involved um, because I'm fighting a little extra hard this year. Um, I know I up my my uh, goal, and I'm I'm really... I'm thinking I might shave my head or something if I can like surpass whoop, it. Whoop. Make, if I made like five thousand dollars, I would totally shave my head. Yeah. If All I right, made. you heard it. There you go. The goal is that we can get five thousand dollars. We can shave Lori's head. So thank. Oh my god. That's, that's out there so now. Awesome. All right. So thank you, Lori. That's really nice. And thank and, you. And uh, if you know a dwarf, hey. we still need a dwarf. Dwarf on golf? 
Well, a dwarf to toss at the June Belgium 6th. Hall. A dwarf. Oh, yes. If you do find a dwarf, <laughs> if you do know a dwarf service that will allow me to hire in stunt dwarfs to toss, we will get a live event going for Life in the Dutch Hall. Our first live event. We and still we're having a, a yard sale, too, here, right? Yes, but I'm not c clear on the date. May 10th. It's uh, Mother's Day weekend. And actually, with that, there's also another thing that's happening where teams from the Relay for Life for Norfolk are all getting together and doing different fundraisers at the Brick. Um, so that's going to be a busy uh, weekend. Everybody's kind of out out and about doing things for Mother's Day. So out and about. Out and about. So go to the Brick and see Sorry. and support some Relay for Life's teams. Um, hopefully it'll help to build the community awareness about the event and awesome. we'll get more people involved. All right. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Lori. And thanks everybody for coming in. This is uh, so. If you'd like to, uh, we've talked about Brace for a Cure. We've talked about Relay for Life. We've got NorfolkBluesFest.ca to get your tickets for the event in July. What a great deal that is! And also, you can please, if you're on iTunes, go and uh, rank me. I'm now no longer new and notable. I've graduated to the to. Uh, uh, being ranked with all the big boys so oh, awesome yeah it's Good a little job. harder to find me on the bottom of the list no it's just time that does that so nothing that i've accomplished and then you've uh so i'm harder to find so the more people that can go on itunes oh. and rate me the higher up the list i can get so i can be noticed with uh some of the other uh big podcasts uh thank you for everyone that listens thank you to some of my new twitter followers uh thanks for the retweets if you can retweet my episodes that helps get it to more people to your followers as well and uh, also, reach out to me. Give me some feedback. Do it on w on um, Facebook, Twitter, or you can go to livefromthedutchhall at gmail.com and give me some feedback. And I'll try to make them, not to make it as boring as Lori seems to think it is. Once again, everybody, thanks for coming to the Dutch Hall. We'll see you next week. I don't know how week. interesting this was. <laughs> yeah, they always sound terrible. Yeah. Anyway, so we'll, <laughs> we're going to... We're going to see you next week, everybody. So thanks we a lot for coming in. We might need to do a redo show. Next week's Fred Eaglesmith. So Fred Eaglesmith's coming in next week. We'll see you then. Still recording. Paul won. Paul won. Oh, yeah. <laughs> First win. I win for quantity. You do. You do. Is that it?